out to everyone. This is Calvin. This is episode 98 of Res Metal Podcast. In this episode, I talk with Igor Amadeus Cavalera of Go Ahead and Die and Healing Magic. Uh, I recently saw Go Ahead and Die live in Albuquerque, New Mexico last month. And I uh, got a chance to see a sick show and meet Igor and Max. And um, I mentioned doing an interview with Igor and he was totally down with it. So it was cool to schedule this and talk with them and, you know, talk about Go Ahead and Die and Healing Magic. Go Ahead and Die are currently touring the U.S. and will be returning to the Southwest on Saturday, March 23rd. And they'll be playing a hometown show in uh, Glendale, Arizona at the 44 Sports Grill. I'll leave a link to the ticket information in the episode description. And then they'll be finishing their tour on March 24th in Jerome, Arizona, which I believe is a sold-out show. Um, you know, we talk about, you know, Healing Magic, which is Igor's main band, and, you know, touring with uh, Cavalera on the Morbid Devastations tour last fall. And then we talk about Go Ahead and Die, the new album, the tour, and, you know, just, you know, being able to, you know, play and travel with, uh, with his family uh, with Go Ahead and Die. Um, yeah, I'm a big fan of the band, so I'm totally down to support them. And um, yeah, like I said, if you haven't seen them live, uh, check them out in the Phoenix um, area. Um, you know, Alliance from San Carlos Apache will also be on that bill, so it'll be a sick show. Um, I'll play a quick clip of Go Ahead and Die and then go right into the interview. All right, yeah, thank you. What's up, everyone? This is Calvin. I'm talking with Igor Amadeus Cavalera. How's it going? I'm doing good, Calvin. Thanks for having me. Uh, you know, another beautiful day on tour today. <laughs> yeah, uh, awesome. And um, yeah, I saw I saw you in Go Ahead and Die Albuquerque last month, about a month ago or so, and I got a chance to talk with you guys, you and uh, your dad, Max. So that was pretty cool, just having a quick chat. Yeah, no, that show was actually great. Albuquerque was one of our favorite ones, actually. The launch pad was a awesome venue, really packed, and really good energy from the crowd. So that was actually a really fun night for us. Yeah, me and my brother were there, and my brother was just saying, like, that's, like, probably the best venue in Albuquerque to, to go to just because it's, like, all ages, you know, like, kids, like, high school kids and, you know, you don't have to be 21 to get in. So there's a lot of kids just in there, there for the music and, you know, they're not, you know, they're just there for the music and they're usually the ones like that are like moshing and being yeah. the most like active in the crowd. It's a really cool. Oh, cool spot. oh definitely. Yeah. No, the, the all ages shows are always better for us. And, um, you know, the crowds have actually been really interesting on this tour, the mix up between younger kids and old heads that were into Sepultura and stuff like that back in the day. Um, you know, and we definitely notice the all ages shows are usually better and rowdier. And uh, like you said, you know, the kids aren't there to drink and, and party and get crazy. You know, they're just there for the music and to mosh and and, uh, you know, jump around, have fun. You know, so that that always, you know, reflects our show as well. When there's that high energy from the crowd, it's better for us as well. Yeah, no, it was great. And um, I know you guys are going to like you guys are on tour right now and you're going to kind of make your way back to the Southwest. Yeah. And, um, we, 
for the last week we've been in the the upper east like uh well boston actually got canceled but we've been in vermont and pennsylvania and uh you know new york city and we had a great show at vitus and uh yeah now we're kind of making our way west again you know this this tour was basically a big circle of the whole country and uh you know i uh, i'm excited to get back west again that's home for me and um you know seeing mountains and deserts and things like that again always makes me really excited you know especially after two months being away from home uh so yeah we're in columbus today and uh we just slowly start making our way back west again yeah i mean if, if my schedule works out i want to check out that phoenix show i know that's like one of the last days of the tour and um i don't know yet but hopefully it works out but i'm crossing my fingers i can go ahead and see that show again yeah that would be cool and uh you know we we were supposed to play yuma originally uh which i was actually really excited about i've never played yuma and i i was curious to see what the uh scene was like out there you know sometimes the smaller towns actually give a, a better turnout than big cities you know because they don't get as many shows they're more appreciative in the smaller towns uh but you know having it replaced with phoenix was a positive to us because that's our hometown and that's where i grew up i was born and raised there and uh you know getting getting the end of end a tour at home is one of the best things you know it's like you see your friends family have an awesome show and you know get to go home afterwards uh you know instead of you know we've done tours where we play the hometown in the middle of the tour and it's kind of a tease you know it's like you get to go home for a couple hours and you know maybe take a shower and do laundry but then you got to jump back on the bus and keep going uh so for me ending the tour is actually you know that's a blessing and i'm super excited about that show it's a killer lineup and really cool club and should be a lot of fun i i hope you can make it definitely yeah one of the things too um there's a band that i think that is advertised on the flyer alliance they're from uh like the san carlos apache reservation so that right there that that's that would be like enough for me to like go check them out i, I love that band yeah, no, they're they're a good band. I've, I actually, I think I saw them in Flagstaff. I was living in Flagstaff for a year and um, really good guys, really nice guys, really supportive. And, um, you know, you know, with my family, we're totally supportive of the, you know, indigenous metal and, and tribal metal and things like that. So having them on the bill really, I don't know, it really sends it home that it's an Arizona gig, you know? <laughs> Heck yeah um yeah before we kind of get into the go ahead and die um kind of stuff uh i want to just quickly talk about uh healing magic um i got this i got this disc from that show with uh cavalera in um albuquerque and um i just wanted to know like about healing magic kind of like um how it started and um like plans for uh, healing magic yeah no we have tons um you know healing magic is actually kind of uh i would say like like my baby you know but the, that's where i put i would say like the most creative effort towards mm, songwriting and storytelling and things like that and uh we started back in 2018 actually i was in a band called lodi kong and uh lodi kong basically kind of dissolved you know our guitar player had joined pig destroyer um and my brother who was our drummer was in soulfly and uh you know i noticed i was just spending a lot of time at home kind of waiting for these guys you know uh nothing you know nothing against them we're all friends and we're all you know still family and whatever 
but uh yeah you know Lodi Kong it was just it was really just too hard to to link us all together you know with with two with two of the three members being in these very successful busy bands um so you know healing magic was actually kind of born out of that and it was an idea that i had for a while to do something in the sludge psychedelic um you know trippier side of metal uh because that's actually that's probably my favorite type of metal is the more uh, sludgy noisy uh even post-metal kind of stuff you know like neurosis or, or acid bath um you know i hate god like bands like that you know that was always a huge influence for me and so you know healing magic was my first attempt at at doing something in that vein of music and uh you know i i started it with uh johnny Vias, who's actually drumming with us with go ahead and die now um you know it was just the two of us and we you know we we molded over and talked about it a lot about you know should we have a bass player second guitar player maybe even um you know keyboards or samplers or this or that and you know the more we kept playing it the more we were just sort of like i think this just needs to be the two of us you know and and that's sort of how we wound up doing the the duo kind of thing you know just guitars and drums and i actually play my guitar through uh three cabinets you know two guitar cabinets and a bass cabinet so it's a massive wall of sound just coming from two people and that was ultimately our goal you know was was to be this uh intense um slow but also crushingly heavy weird kind of band you know and uh as of plans for healing magic we're actually currently writing our second record um the one you just held up was volume one fire and uh that's actually the first installment of a four album saga i guess you could call it or or epic or a, a tale or something um but it's you know basically the idea is uh it's kind of a story of good and evil and uh you know right and wrong human growth mentality you know evolution things like that um set in this dystopian fantasy uh you know i i hate to say lord of the rings style but kind of lord of the rings style uh type stuff you know and for me that that band has just been really so much fun and and such an amazing thing to work on uh you know like i said four albums that are all going to tie in together and kind of tell the same story and uh yeah so actually after this tour we're, we're planning to continue writing our second record and uh hopefully record it by the end of the year uh you know we we did the first one fire with steve austin from today's the day uh he recorded like lamb of god and converge and you know lots of other you know very successful bands and he did a such a great job on our first record that we're considering working with him again uh for the second one but yeah in the meantime we just we need to write a couple more songs and uh you know flush out the ideas a little bit more uh but no there there is definitely more healing magic stuff to come uh you know shows things like that we're we're trying to plan a tour for this year if not early next year and uh just get back out on the road with it and get more music out there because me and johnny we just we both really love doing that band and uh you know we're we're not gonna stop for anything you know despite being in other bands and having other things going on we always find the time to work on healing magic yeah i was just listening to it today just driving around and yeah it reminds me of like um i don't know like that early mid 90s like 
yeah, yeah, like sludge, stoner metal, like Faminchu and like Caius. Um, yeah, I really dig that. And even there are parts that remind me of like Dark Throne. I don't know, maybe it was just the guitar tones, but uh, I really yeah, dig it. Look, look forward to it. Mashup. The, the new album, yeah, I really look forward to it. Oh, cool. Yeah, and it's, you know, for us, uh, you know, gr growing up in Phoenix, the, you know, the desert will always have a very special place in my heart. And, um, you know, there's, there's just something like mystic and dreamy and uh, inspiring about the desert, you know. So, uh, like you were saying, you know, driving around uh, any southwest state, you know, whether it's New Mexico, Arizona, Nevada, Utah, uh, you know that in my opinion that's a it's a perfect album for that and that's sort of the intentions that we had behind it um you know it was this big open spacey kind of thing uh that reflects the desert you know uh to me the the landscape is infectious to the music and vice versa the the music fits the landscape and um you know each album being about a different element you know this first one was fire this next one will be earth you know, air and water are going to come after that. Uh, you know, it's, it's a, it's kind of a spiritual process and, um, you know, it's, it's a, it's definitely kind of, uh, you know, paying respect and, and, and homage to the, uh, to the desert itself, you know, to the land. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, um, you guys played at the Navajo metal fest. Was it last year, a year and a half ago? Um, like yeah, uh, yeah. How was that? How was that experience? Yeah, uh, it was great. Honestly, it, it was so much fun, and uh, you know, it was it was actually kind of by the seat of my pants because Johnny, um, he ended up having some personal things going on and wasn't able to make it, but it was very last minute, so I didn't want to cancel. Um, so I actually I got a couple I, I got a hold of a couple friends who learned the songs in two days. Uh, you know, we, we didn't rehearse them. We just showed up and we're like, let's just, let's just give it our best. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, it actually went off a lot better than I expected, you know, having no rehearsals and, uh, you know, two drummers filling in to, to play like seven songs. Uh, it was, it was a little crazy for me, but the experience itself was amazing. And, you know, driving, through the, you know, four corners, almost Monument Valley area just to get to the show was such a scenic, you know, beautiful part of the country to get to see, uh, you know, and then we get there and there's, there's tons of people, there was tons of fans and, um, you know, the, the, the Navajo reservation really pulled up and showed support and, you know, the, those kids were going crazy and that made me so happy, you know, cause I know, a lot of bands skip over that part of the country and a lot of bands will skip over playing the res, you know, playing Tuba City or Gallup or, or any of those towns, you know. And to me, I was I was like so excited to do it. I was like, because, you know, these kids are going to go off and they need the metal out there. They need the music and they appreciate it. And, you know, getting to, to be on that bill was so much fun. Um, you know, not to mention there was uh, Robert Trujillo's kid was playing there and uh, you know, Robert Trujillo himself was hanging out. I, lo I looked over side stage while I was playing and there's my dad and Robert Trujillo like rocking out. And I'm like, dude, that's fucking Metallica and, you know, Sepultura right there watching us play this crazy, sludgy, psychedelic stuff, you know. And, um, you know, the, the whole experience was really cool. And, um, you know, despite Johnny not being there, uh, I'm still glad that we pulled through and made it happen. And, uh, 
you know, hopefully we can come back again and do it with Johnny and let people see the real, uh, real experience. Cause me and him are a lot tighter on the songs and, you know, have had years and years to play them. Um, you know, so I, I'm totally willing to get back up there and, and play some more shows. Cause it was a great experience. Yeah, I was there. It was, it was sick. It was the, I think the suicide silence headlining, um, show, yeah. but, um, yeah, no, I was, uh, I mean, I just, I live pretty close. I live like 10 miles away. So it was like, worked out for me. I could just like drive over there and I don't have to like, you know, drive four hours to get home after the show. So yeah, it was cool <laughs> to have that local show. <laughs> no, definitely. Um, and then, um, was it, uh, then like after this, I, I, I understand you were part of the Cavalera lineup last year with the morbid devastation tour. Um, yeah. Uh, I got a chance to, yeah, I got a chance to catch that last, uh, in, in Albuquerque in the last fall. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. We had, we had a really good show. Uh, that was actually another show where we put two tours together. So there was, uh, I think like enforced played on it and, uh, uh, you know, a couple other like death metal thrash bands and, um, yeah, you know, getting to do the Cavalier stuff was a huge opportunity for me. And, um, you know, I was, I was actually kind of surprised that they wanted me to do it, you know, cause there would be, you know, a million people biting to have that opportunity. And they, you know, they could have, they could have went with somebody with a bit more of a reputation or a name or, you know, somebody, uh, from, you know, their era of music, you know, they, there, there's a lot of guys that would have been willing to do it. And when they asked me, I was like, wait, really? You, you guys want me to do this? I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to take this seriously, you know? And, uh, yeah, getting to record, you know, morbid visions and, and the bestial devastation EP was amazing. And they were, you know, they were tough songs to learn. Actually, they're very fast and very, uh, complicated. You know, some of those songs have nine or 10 riffs just on the one song, and for me, it was a, it was a challenge, but it was a very welcome challenge, you know? And, uh, yeah, we, we finally hit the road for those last, uh, September. We did the U S run, um, where we, you know, we played Albuquerque and among, you know, many other places. And, uh, that was an awesome tour. You know, we had exhumed on it with us and it, it was basically all friends and family, you know, insight was opening it up and, uh, you know, that tour was great. And, uh, you know, about a month after that, we, we went to Europe and did another four weeks over there. Uh, you know, and the, the whole, you know, the, the whole vibe of the tour was just very surreal. Um, you know, playing to huge crowds and playing to, to, you know, these, these massive old theaters and, you know, just almost like historic places to play, you know, it was sort of mind blowing for me because, uh, you know, despite, being a Cavalera and being around all of this stuff, uh, you know, I'm, I'm very used to being an opening band. I'm very used to, uh, you know, anytime healing magic does stuff, you, you know, we're excited. If there's 50 people there, we're like, wow, you know, 50 people came out to see healing magic. That's amazing. Uh, so seeing a thousand people in front of me to play Cavalera stuff, uh, was almost a little bit intimidating and a little bit, uh, you know, the, the, the nerves were kind of on red alert, you know, but I, I think we, you know, we all handled it really well. And, uh, you know, playing with my dad and uncle was just amazing. And, um, you know, coming from playing small clubs with my own bands and like I said, you know, having much smaller crowds to playing these huge shows was, was just super almost dreamlike, you know, it was, you know, a couple times I was just like, wow, is this, is this really happening right now? 
Um, you know, so it was, it was amazing, you know, and I'm really fortunate for the opportunity and we're actually going to be going to Europe again in June to do the festival circuit. So, uh, you know, that's going to, that's going to be another crazy, slightly intimidating experience, you know, but I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. And, um, you know, there, there's tons of news coming with Cavalera, you know, in the, in the near future. So definitely keep your eyes out for it. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm a big fan of like just anything that your dad puts out. Um, I mean, I'm crossing my fingers for like a return chaos AD tour. That'd be sick. Um, and then, um, (laughs) yeah, Uh, I wanted to ask, uh, you, you mentioned, um, um, your former bandmate in Lodi Kong who's in pig destroyer. Uh, was he also involved with that tour? Yes. Yeah. That's uh that's a, one of my best friends, actually, his name's Travis stone. Okay. Um, yeah, he was, he was in actually, you know, I'll give you a little breakdown of how I know him. He was in a death metal band from Baltimore called Noisem. And, uh, you know, every time Noisem would play Phoenix, I'd have them stay at my house and, you know, make him a home cooked meal. And, you know, we'd go like swimming and party and have fun. And, uh, that was sort of how I met him. And, uh, yeah, in 2015, he joined Lodi Kong, which was, uh, you know, my old kind of, hardcore meets crossover uh, i don't really know what to call lodi kong you know we were kind of a weird band as well um and yeah we we toured lodi kong for like three or four years together and uh yeah you know he got the offer to join pig destroyer like i said you know he's out of maryland and pig destroyer is out of maryland so it you know it was a moment where i realized like oh you know we're probably gonna lose you but go do it you know i was like i'm totally supportive like pig destroyer is one of the sickest bands ever you know um and you know it just it really weirdly worked out where pig destroyer had a year off and cavalera needed a lead guitar player and uh travis is just an absolute shredder you know like he's he's one of those guys he can hear a song one time and play it back to you you know just learn it by ear like it's nothing you know so i had suggested using him and you know my dad was on board my uncle was on board and and he was one of my best friends so i was really happy to have him there and he uh you know he actually he he did an amazing job and and really crushed it and brought those solos to life and you know had great stage presence and everything like that um so yeah you know over the years me and him have been kind of in and out of different projects but you know at the end of the day it's all love and He's one of my best friends and you know no matter if we're jamming together or jamming in separate bands like i'm always rooting for him yeah i was at that show i was like right up front um watching from like the guardrail and i was like standing right in front of him and yeah like just see him like just rip on guitar and he had like you know the the studded like um you know uh, just the spikes yeah the, gauntlet, yeah the yeah. spike gauntlet and yeah i was just I was like man this is this is intense like it was just uh yeah, just like one of the best shows I went to last year. Um, awesome. Yeah, no, yeah, I mean, that was sick. It was one of the one of the funnest things to play for sure, definitely. Yeah, and then like shortly after that that tour, uh, Go Ahead and Die came out with the unhealthy uh, mechanisms, uh, which we could talk about. Um, yeah, so I just like I said, I just saw you guys, but it was actually my second time seeing you guys. I saw. Um, uh i saw the show where's my oh here we go i don't know if you can see this but my my ticket stub from that um show uh it was in 2021 
Yeah, the the one show we did before this tour. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was there, and um, up and you know. <laughs> yeah, no, I was like, I like, I saw that uh, tour, um, that Soulfly tour uh, in Albuquerque. I think it was like maybe the first or second show of that tour. And then it was similar to what you guys are doing. It was like a big, big route around the country that ended in Phoenix. So, uh, yeah, I, it worked out. I, I got to go to Phoenix and check out the, I, I wanted to go mainly for the go ahead and die set. Um, and so, yeah, that was, that was a sick show. And yeah, I, uh, I, I remember you guys played like pretty much the whole album, this whole album, like, like from front to back. And then, um, I think afterwards I, I was trying to get the set list and I think some little kid caught the set list. And then I think I paid that little kid a hundred bucks for the set list. So <laughs> my, the, the set list is somewhere like in my junk, but, um, yeah, it was, oh, it was an amazing, cool. amazing set. And I was like, really glad to see that. I, I felt really lucky and fortunate to see that set. Cause yeah, I mean, it took two years for go ahead and die to, to kind of like, you know, play in front of the whole country. So that was a really cool like experience. Yeah, no, it, it, that, go ahead and die was definitely, it was an interesting process all the way through because, uh, you know, it, it, it really started as just a project, you know, it was, it was something that my dad and I did during, during COVID, you know, during lockdown, we, we had all this time and, uh, every tour on the planet got canceled, you know, and we were like, you know, let's, let's do this idea we've been kicking around, you know, we, we'd had the idea to do something that was, um, you know, kind of death metal, kind of grind, kind of thrash, kind of crust punk. Um, you know, let, let's take all those old school influences and blend it up into the same thing. Uh, you know, but we never really had a chance to do it. You know, he's so busy between all of his bands and I was starting Healing Magic and, um, you know, trying to get all these different projects off the ground, you know. So Go Ahead and Die actually started as just, uh, you know, let's make an album and see how it goes kind of thing and by the time we finished the first one we were just really in love with it and really proud of the work that we had come up with and it you know it received a great reaction from the audience um you know so it it was almost immediately agreed upon that let's do another record and uh you know i i actually started writing most of it myself uh you know on unhealthy mechanisms our second record i'm actually credited as the uh main producer uh, because I started writing a lot of it, you know, while my dad was on tour and uh, just kind of demoing it on my phone, like sitting in my apartment, coming up with riffs, you know, just by myself. And, uh, you know, like a few songs into that second album, we were kind of just like this rocks. Let's finish this record. Let's get it out there and let's do a tour. Um, you know, so so we did we started putting efforts towards it, you know, but things are very uh you know slow process when you're on a major label you know you have to you have to get the recording done you have to do the art you have to do the promotional you have to you know plan the release date you have to do a whole campaign for the release date you know then you need a tour to go with it you got to book the tour you got to come up with the budget everything in between you know um but you know we did start working on it as as far back as like 2021 uh, just after the first record came out, you know, we actually started working on it already. And, uh, you know, to me that that second record was a, an improvement upon the first one. Uh, you know, not to say the first one isn't good. You know, I love that first record, but we were still kind of figuring out our sound and getting our feet wet. And I, I think on this second one, we really just nailed it. You know, the like I said, the cross between all these different influences 
um, you know, taking the, the crust punk of like discharge and doom mixing it with the, you know, death metal, like, you know, entombed and bull thrower and stuff like that. And then, you know, a little, little splice of like old school napalm death grindcore. you know, we finally found that good balance between all of it on unhealthy mechanisms and, um, you know, to be on the road playing it and, and seeing the audience's reaction to the songs and, um, you know, getting positive feedback and stuff, it, it just means the world to me, you know, cause we worked so hard on it and, uh, you know, worked for a couple of years to, to get this to where it is, you know, where it's taking off now. And, um, you know, it's just, it's just been an enjoyable experience all the way through, you know, and, getting to jam with my dad and, and with Jackie and Johnny, you know, on bass and, and drums is, it's just been great. You know, there, there's really, there's no complaints from my end, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, that, that's, yeah. I'm like I said, um, you know, I've just been a big fan of this album and uh, I was just, um, I knew this was going to be an amazing album. So yeah, I was like one of my favorites of last year, one of my favorite death metal albums of last year. Uh, oh, I was like, yeah, last week I was like, I, I was like driving around and I was listening to Sirius XM and I think your dad had like a interview on Sirius XM with, um, with, uh, I forget his name, um, on liquid metal. Um, oh yeah. And, I think um, he did like a takeover. Yeah. 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 He had that one hour takeover and, um, yeah, it was really cool. And he mentioned like, uh, uh, you brought your, your significant other on, uh, on for bass for this tour. Uh, how did, how did that come about? It was great. You know, um, I recorded the bass on both of the records. Uh, so we never really had a solid bass player for live stuff. You know, um, we, we had a buddy of ours who played that one show, but you know, that was already going on three years ago. And, uh, you know, it was, it was one of those things once again, where it was like, you know, do we, do we look for someone with a, you know, huge reputation in the metal scene or, you know, someone from another band or this or that. But, uh, you know, yeah, I was actually just talking with my, with my girlfriend one day and, you know, she's a musician herself. She's been, she's been making music for over 20 years. Uh, she's played in punk bands for the last 20 years out of Phoenix. And, uh, you know, she's really talented. She's a really good guitar player. She's a very good singer. And, you know, I, I kind of just threw it out there on a whim. I was like, would you want to play bass? You know, I was, I wasn't really sure how she was going to react. And, you know, I kind of just suggested it like, Hey, like, you know, then you can be on the road with me. You know, we don't have to go nine weeks without seeing each other, you know, this and that. And, uh, you know, from the moment I said that she was a hundred percent on board. And we immediately started learning songs. You know, I, I was just showing her the riffs. She was taking notes, you know, she actually still has the notebook on stage every night when she plays just to kind of refresh things. But, uh, you know, she learned 15 songs in like six weeks, um, which to me was was outstanding. You know, I, I was like, you are the fastest learner, you know, like like you you picked that up so quick. And, you know, for me, it was my first time ever working with a with a, a romantic partner on on music. You know, it's it's always kind of been something for the boys a little bit, you know, with, with me and my friends. And, um, I was actually, I was so happy about it, how it went and how dedicated she was and, you know, how well she was picking up the songs and, you know, here we are on the road, uh, you know, she's getting compliments. People are really appreciating her bass playing. And, uh, you know, to me, like 
inclusion is a very big part of what I do, you know, whether it's, it's race, gender, background, you know, financial status, anything. I don't really care about those things. I just want people who jam and, you know, to, to, to bring some girl power into the band was a really positive thing, I think. And, um, you know, hopefully an influence to other young girls out there to, to play, to rock, to, to, you know, not let it be a guy's thing, you know? And for me, that, that was just so awesome to have her and, and see the dedication that she put towards it and, you know, keeping her chin up on the road. And, and, you know, this is a long tour. This is about 60 shows we're doing right now, you know, and that can, uh, that can take a toll on even the most experienced musician. And she is just totally handling it like a champion, you know? So I got, I got nothing but positive things to say about it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I was just like, I just heard that interview with uh, Jose on liquid metal with your dad. And I just thought that was cool. I didn't make that connection, but, um, but yeah, the, uh, the, I think that's cool. You guys all like kind of work together as a family unit and yeah, without, I mean, like bringing in like outside, like musicians who I don't know, might, might be hard, but like, you guys all grew up together. So it's like cool that you guys can all just work together and, and like carry that unit. Like, Oh yeah. No, forward. family a little bit easier to work with, with than strangers. That's for sure. Yeah. And, um, there were, I, I was, I heard on that same interview with, um, your dad and, um, Jose on, on liquid metal that the last show is going to be at, um, uh, Maynard's place at, uh, Jerome. Um, yeah, yeah, that, that's actually the, the official last day. Phoenix is the day before. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be rad. Uh, you know, when I heard that he, I think it's him and his wife opened that record shop up there. I was like, that is so cool because Jerome is not really a town that you would think of, of having a scene and having, uh, you know, some, some place for metal and punk and stuff like that, you know? And, uh, when, when we got the offer to play there, it was, it was a hundred percent like, let's go do it, you know? And, uh, you know, it's, it's actually a little crazy because that's, that's such a mountain town that the, the bus isn't able to drive up there. So we have to take the gear in a van, drive our own personal cars up the mountain to go to the show. And uh, it also sold out in like two weeks, which Whoa. I mean, I know it's not a huge place, but it was still very, uh, you know, surprising that it sold out so fast in such a small town. And, uh, you know, I just I love Arizona's small towns and I love the uh, support that you see in the mountain towns and, and to get to play up there, I think is going to be an amazing experience. And a really great way to end the tour, you know? Yeah. I've driven out there, um, a few times. It's kind of scary. Yeah. The, like the roads are like super like narrow, yeah. like only like compact cars can fit on the road. And, um, yeah, I wasn't, I was just in that area over the weekend. There was a, like a Arizona, um, high school basketball tournament in Prescott Valley, which is like 30 minutes from there. And yeah, um yeah it's it's pretty it's pretty uh it's pretty scary going through those roads but yeah i can't imagine a bus like taking those narrow roads through the mountains yeah no so we we dump everything and we're taking vans and stuff up there and uh it's gonna be fun you know i'm actually i'm really looking forward to it yeah and then i i heard that well maynard if people don't know maynard is the vocalist of tool like he only like lets bands he likes like go and play his uh his uh venue uh, from what i understand yeah. so that's like a huge stamp of approval for you guys to to play your last show there oh definitely yeah no and i mean to, for the most part it seems like maynard keeps his ear to the ground 
uh, you know, Tool actually takes some very, very good bands to open up on tour. Uh, like they took Yob, they took Elder, uh, they took Isis back in the day. And those are some of my favorite bands. Um, so, you know, seeing a band with the magnitude of Tool taking somewhat, you know, lesser known weird bands on tour is actually a, a very good sign that they they pay attention to what they're doing and uh you know letting us play there is is definitely a, a positive you know yeah um but yeah like i think that's probably my, the end of my like uh time here i gotta go pick up my little guy from daycare pretty soon but um uh i'm hoping to check out that show in in phoenix or glendale i just gotta like make sure i got like you know um i just got to take care of some stuff here before i like go but um yeah i i was gonna ask i always like ask this people when i talk to like if there are like any new bands or new albums do you think people should check out yeah i mean there, there's tons you know uh y you know personally i've been on a weird i've been on a weird kick lately um of of kind of like shoegaze spacey actually not so much metal stuff uh so i you know just off the top of my head i'd recommend to listen to the they're called fleshwater their self-titled album i think it came out in 2022 uh so relatively new and uh, i've been obsessed with that lately honestly it's like a very weird cross between metal and noisy shoegaze kind of stuff uh you know two singers guy and a girl it's, it's really interesting stuff and really weird and that's kind of been my kick lately so you know if you're looking for something new check out fleshwater oh yeah i'll definitely check that out i'm not familiar but i will i will definitely check that out awesome yeah no they're very good and i mean like i said i'm always i'm always looking for new stuff you know <laughs> yeah oh well speaking of arizona bands I, I got this in the mail today um the job for a cowboy record oh nice yeah um, yeah i heard i heard really good things about that i mean they're yeah. they're, they're arizona they're, they're classics at this point you know <laughs> yeah classic arizona deathcore um yeah i'm looking forward to listening to this today um but that's sure. the end of my yeah that's the end of my time igor thanks again for talking with me oh no thank you it was a pleasure man and uh you know i hope to see you in phoenix and uh everybody out there watching yeah you know keep an eye out for go ahead and die healing magic cavalera everything that we're doing uh We'll be in a city near you at some point and, uh, you know, keep representing AZ metal. <laughs> oh, heck yeah. All right, man. Yeah. Thanks again. I'm going to hit the stop button here.